Hello and welcome back to Stop and Go F1 for our driver ratings for that incredible Dutch Grand Prix. Now, I've just gone through it all before I turned the camera on to see what I think people were. And let me tell you, there are a lot of high scorers this weekend because I feel... Basically, if you got to the end of that race, you deserve a high score because so much was thrown at you. But yeah, a lot of high scores to go through, so we'll go through all of it straight away. But not straight away, because firstly, you have to subscribe. But now, let's get into it straight away. Starting with the Williams team, who before the weekend started, I predicted they would have their best weekend of the year in terms of scoring the most points they've scored all year. And they were close because the 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 best weekend of the year was Canada, where Albon finished 7th. And this weekend, Albon finished 8th. But he could have been so much better if um, Logan Sargent had finished the race. Uh, so we'll talk about him first. He, he qualified 10th, as I said, didn't finish the race. He crashed in both qualifying and the race. But the uh, race crash has come out later on that that was due to a hydraulic leak. So he had absolutely no power steering, touched the white lines, then crashed the car. So I'm not going to put him down too badly for that. I mean, he also crashed in qualifying, which seemingly looked to be his fault, but also made it into Q3 for the first time. So a real mixed weekend for Logan Sargent. I think his talent is starting to show through. Uh, the Williams car is in a really good position at the minute. I have given him a 6, because I think this was a really good performance from him nonetheless. And he looked absolutely devastated as well. Uh, thankfully for him, I think the Williams car will be good again in Monza. So we'll have another chance to get some points here. And hopefully he'll do that. So yeah, 6 out of 10 for Logan Sargent. <clears throat> then across to Alex Albon, who had an incredible qualifying. Qualifying in 4th position. And then finishing the race in 8th. I've given him a 9 out of 10. See, a lot of these guys, I feel, after lap 1, qualifying was relatively meaningless because the grid was so different from how it started just because of how, basically, it all went down to how your team reacted to the rain. Um, so Albon's fourth place didn't really last long. I think if we had a perfectly dry race, it could have been a bit different, but nonetheless, I think 8th position is still a good finishing position for him, and I think he'll be happy with that one. On to the Alpha Tauri team now, and Liam Lawson made his debut, qualifying uh, last 20th place, but finishing the race in an impressive 13th place. And I have to give him a 10 out of 10, because he'd never driven a Formula 1 car in wet conditions before this weekend. And this wasn't just wet conditions, this was some of the wettest conditions we've ever seen. Loads of people making mistakes, and I think we only saw him spin once, maybe, in practice three, and that was it. Great car control from him there, when a lot of others were losing their heads and losing their car. Liam Lawson managed to guide it home, and did finish in front of his teammates when I think Yuki had a penalty towards the end of the race. So yeah... Great stuff here from Liam Lawson. Really impressive to come home in 13th. And a 10 out of 10 from me. Across to Yuki, though, who qualified in 17th, finished the race in 15th. I've given him a 6, because, you know, I think that's just an okay finishing position. Gave him a bit of an, a higher score than I would. That would normally be about a 5. But again, a bit higher just because of the conditions and how he's made it through there. And also, he was incredible at one point, defending against the likes of... Uh, Lando Norris, Lewis Hamilton. In fact, I'm changing his score. It's not a six. I completely forgot about his amazing defending. 
even though he finished 15th, I'm going to give him an 8. And I know that's quite a leap from a 6, but I did forget how truly incredible his defending was for a lot of the race in a much slower car. The fact that someone like Lando Norris couldn't get past him, um, Lewis Hamilton couldn't get past him, and I think really what happened was the team just let him out a bit too long. His tyres died, he also had that tap with George Russell, his front wing went, and then he just went backwards. So, yeah, it was unfortunate how it ended for Yuki, but a very impressive race nonetheless. Across to the Hasses now, and we didn't see much of them in the race to be honest. Uh, let's start with Nico Hulkenberg, qualifying 14th, finished the race in 12th. I've given him a 7 out of 10, I just thought, you know, solid result there. As I said, didn't really see much of them, um, but yeah, I'm sure they were fine. Uh, Kevin Magnusson, on the other hand, qualified 18th, finished the race in 16th, I gave him a 6. There you go, there's Hass. Across to Aston, and it's a tale of two halves for the Aston duo. Lance Stroll qualifies 11th, finishes in 11th. I gave him a 5. I mean, you know, once again, we're seeing the Aston perform very well. Lance Stroll is a driver who normally does very well in wet conditions. But yet again this season, we're not seeing him do anything. You know, I've always been quite a defender of Lance Stroll, but this year, I think... There hasn't been much to defend. If you take away the Australian race where he finished fourth, but that was in, uh, he finished fourth because so many people in front of him didn't finish. Really, that should have been a sixth or seventh place. Lance Stroll's highest finishing position this year is sixth in a car that, for the first half of the season, was the fastest car. Oh, sorry, the second fastest car on the grid, and it's looking like again we're getting back to Aston being up to the uh, pointy end of the grid. He hasn't finished in the top five unless people who are faster than him don't finish. And here's a race where people who are faster than him didn't finish in treacherous conditions, which apparently he's good at. And yet again, he's not taking advantage. It's just, I don't know what's going on with Stroll. I'm, he used to be so much better than this. This is very disappointing, really. I gave him a, I gave him a five. Really, I'm changing my mind again because that's going down to a four. I'm not happy with Lance's performance there at all. Maybe he should retire and play tennis. His teammate, though, Fernando Alonso, qualified fifth, finished the race in second. It's a 10 out of 10 for Fernando Alonso. Fantastic result for him. First time back on the podium since uh, Canada. So this has been quite a big gap for him this season of no podiums. But yeah, the upgrades came in for Aston. Brand new floor. They're looking good here. Uh, he was one of the ones who massively benefited uh, from the rain and... Aston made the right call for him, even though at one point he had an eight-second pit stop. He came through that again. At one point he was flying towards the end of the race. Great stuff from him. Driver of the day, fastest lap. I think he did something like 15 or 16 overtakes throughout the entire race. Really, really great performance from Fernando to give him second place. Across to the Alfa Romeos, though, and Joe qualified 15th and didn't finish the race. An almighty crash for Joe. Uh, I haven't really heard anything, but I hope that he is okay with that. Yes, the car did not slow down at all. It was quite an impact into the barrier. Not much he could do there, just aquaplaning. But I gave, I gave him a 5 out of 10. Cause it, once again with the Alfa Romeos, you just don't see him in the race. They're never there unless they crash. So I don't, I don't really know what he was doing. At one point he was up in P2 because he was one of the ones who pitted very early, benefited from that, but then he just went backwards. So I think a 5 is an okay uh, score for a race he didn't finish. 
Valtteri Bottas qualified 19th, not a great qualifying at all for Valtteri Bottas, only beating Liam Lawson. Uh, race though, he finished in 14th, I gave him a 7. Once again, you don't see the Alfa Romeos in the race. Well, that was a good score. Across to the McLarens now, and wow, wow, wow. What an interesting race weekend for McLaren. Yes, again, they look to have the pace. I would say overall that McLaren were probably the second fastest car on the grid, although their race results would not uh, tell you that. In terms of qualifying, uh, Lando Norris was in P2. Great result for him. Oscar Piastri uh, qualified 8th. He'll be disappointed with that. Then in the race, uh, the strategy let both of them down. They took a long time to pit Lando Norris, then just didn't pit Oscar Piastri at the start of the race. It looked like in the end it came back to Piastri and he was in a good position, but then he would have to run the uh, mandatory two sets of dry tyres because they didn't pit him for the inters. I think this screwed him over later on when he's on the mediums and everyone else is just constantly going on to softs. But there was times in the race where both Oscar and Lando were the fastest people on the track. And I think if McLaren had pulled off a good strategy, it would have been maybe Max first, then a Lando and Oscar P2 and 3 for this race. They had that much pace, but the team really, really, really let them down today. Uh, it was a shame to see. I've given them both 8 out of 10, though, because I thought their driving still, despite everything, was incredible. Especially someone like Oscar Piastri. Of course, you need to keep on reminding ourselves. Still a rookie, managed those conditions fantastically on soft tyres that were lasting a very long time. Then came through that rain to be the fastest person on the track. At one point he was just doing overtakes all over the place. Great stuff from both guys, 8 out of 10 for both. Crossed Alpine now and Pierre Gasly qualified 12, finished the race in third, 10 out of 10. What else can you say there? That was such a good drive from Gasly who I think has been criminally underrated this year. I said on my reactions video, I had people asking me when I put out my mid-season rating why I had put Gasly above of Ocon when Ocon had got that podium in um, Monaco and he had so many more points. But if you take away the Monaco podium, it wasn't too much of a difference. And I thought Gasly had done better. And now we can see the opposite because now both have had podiums and Gasly is ahead of Ocon in the championship only by one point, but he is still ahead there. I think Gasly overall this year has actually done the better job than Esteban Ocon. And um, hopefully in this second half of the season, we get to see some more great uh, performances from him here. Doing a great job. That P3, fantastic stuff. And you can tell how much it means to him. You know, he's really is one of the most underrated drivers I think I think a couple of years ago people rated him quite highly I think 2020-2021 he was for me probably the third best driver on the grid behind Lewis and Max but now I think people have kind of forgotten about him a bit he had a bad year last year with the Alpha Tauri he's gone to Alpine people have kind of underestimated him a bit more and I think he's coming out of his shell a bit more with the car and I think he's in a great position so 10 out of 10 for Gazi look forward to see what else he can do for the rest of the year Esteban Ocon qualified 16th, finished the race in 10th, so got one point for the Alpine team. I gave him a 7 out of 10. I think if it wasn't for the red flag, he would have finished a lot higher. Alpine put him onto the full wet tyres early. He uh, was complaining about it at the time, but I think if that red flag wasn't flown, he would have been in a really good position because I think everyone else would have had to go to the wets. But unfortunately, the red flag uh, scuppered that idea. But yeah, 7 out of 10 for Ocon.
Across to Mercedes now, another team whose strategy was not all there. Uh, George Russell qualified uh, third, a very good position for him, and finished the race in 17th. Giving him a six overall, just because, you know, at one point he was leading the race. Like, three laps in, he took the lead of the race, and then a couple laps later, he was just gone. Mercedes waited far too long to go on to the wet tyres. Then at one point, they just put him on the hards and just let him out there, just wait and see what happened. I mean, his driving wasn't that great either. There wasn't any moment where I was like, oh, wow, Russell's really doing it. I just, It feels to me like Russell had a bad start and gave up. And he had that radio message where he was like, I was forecasted a podium. And it just sounded so in- entitled. And like, you know, what can the team do in that position? I understand that you're annoyed. I understand that you're annoyed that the strategy's gone wrong. But, you know, saying stuff like that doesn't help anyone. And I really didn't like to hear it. So I gave uh, Russell a six. And he can be happy with that because he should have got lower. Lewis Hamilton, though, uh, bad qualifying for him in 13th place out in Q2, but managed to fight through for a uh, P6 in the race. And I gave him a 9 out of 10 in the end because I thought he was also one of the ones who was kind of screwed over by Mercedes' strategy. They put him on the mediums at the start of the race, which was just obviously the, the wrong choice to make. But he came through there, fought through the wet really well. Uh, his driving against Science at the end properly properly aggressive driving i know he didn't get the move done in the end but i haven't seen hamilton driving that aggressive in a very long time so it feels like lewis is kind of charging up again i feel after 2021 the lewis that we knew kind of went away and he wasn't there all last year but i feel like slowly he's coming back so uh who knows what's going on with his contract because it was supposed to be announced this week what was going on with his contract and it hasn't been but it looks like he will be staying at Mercedes, and hopefully, maybe next year we can see him in a position where he is back to his peak, and we'll see what he can do there. Across to Ferrari now, though, and once again, Taylor two halves, because Carlos Sainz qualified in uh, sixth place, finished the race in fifth. This was great driving from Carlos. Really, really good stuff. I was really impressed with him. I think this is probably his best drive of the year. I gave him a 9 out of 10, and really, I what could he have done to get a 10? I mean, he was beaten by the Alpine, so I think that prevents him from getting a 10 out of 10. But otherwise, this was fantastic driving from Carlos Sainz, especially at the end. Hamilton so much faster than him. Really aggressive driving from Hamilton, but a great defence from Carlos. Really good stuff. You should be really pleased with that. So 9 out of 10 for Carlos Sainz. On the other hand, though, we have Charles Leclerc, qualified ninth, but did crash in qualifying, and then crashed, I uh, didn't crash in the race, but it was just nowhere, and then he just retired the car. I'm giving him a free. Carlos, uh, Charles Leclerc, an awful weekend. Just awful. I mean, the car wasn't there, and the car had floor damage, because he the, the floor damage was because he went off in the gravel. I mean, it seemed like every session you tuned in, and Charles Leclerc just wasn't on the track. He'd be in the runoff area, or in the gravel, or somewhere else, or in the wall. Just so slow. At one point, Liam Lawson was battling him and winning. It's like, yes, this. I don't know who was in the car this weekend because it was not Charles Leclerc. That was dreadful, dreadful driving. I don't think I've ever seen him drive that bad in my life. So, a three out of ten for Charles, and I think that is quite generous to be honest because that. I know Ferrari let him down as well. I'm not denying that. I mean, they didn't have his tyres ready for his pit stop. But, you know, 
Alonso was let down by a pit stop. Uh, Perez was let down by a pit stop. You know, both McLarens were let down by their strategy team, as was both Mercedes. You know, Charles, a lot of the time, is let down by Ferrari. But this weekend, he wasn't the only driver to be let down by his team, and he still had nothing. It's just not good enough from Charles Leclerc. And um, he'll be hoping better when they go to Ferrari's home race next weekend. Across to Red Bull, though, uh, Sergio Perez qualifies 7th, finishes the race in 4th. I gave him an 8 out of 10. I think it was a good performance from Checo. He massively benefited from being the first to go over to the Inters. This kind of made up for his bad qualifying performance. Then he did not have the pace to match Max at all in the wet weather. But overall, I think he managed the race quite well. Uh, there was no real mistakes for the majority of the race from Sergio. But at the end, he just appeared he didn't want to be on the podium. He was in P2. He went off at turn 1 to give Alonso P2. And he was in P3. He sped in the pit lane and gave uh, Gasly P3. Maybe he didn't want to do the extra media coverage from the podium interviews. But yeah, overall, I think Checo can be happy with his performance. Uh, a good, good race. Good managing of the race. I mean, it would have been better if he was on the podium. It should have been a Red Bull 1-2. So I've given him an 8. Moving across now to our final driver, Max Verstappen. He qualifies first, finishes the race in first, gets a 10 out of 10. I mean, he was one of the last guys to swap to the Inters in the first stint. He had to battle through there. Managed everything really well. Must have been under a tremendous amount of pressure when you see that pretty much every single fan there was there to support him. He had Alonso breathing down his neck for the end on the restart, but he just managed it so well. His pace in the wet is insane. It's so fast, which was just incredible. I mean, I don't think he put a foot wrong all weekend. It's another 10 out of 10 for Max Verstappen. So there you go. Driver of the day, I'm going to give to Pierre Gasly, even though there are four guys I gave 10 out of 10. So 10 out of 10s go to Liam Lawson, Fernando Alonso, Pierre Gasly and Max Verstappen. I think Gasly was the most impressive out of them from P12 to P3. Great podium for him. And uh, the lowest scoring driver is Charles Leclerc. Not good enough at all. I have to turn that around for Italy. So there you go. There are my driver ratings. Let me know if you agree. Let me know if you disagree. And we'll be back next weekend for the Italian Grand Prix. I will see you then. Until next time. Goodbye.